Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Somebody's a little bit rusty at this radio show thing. I'll read that would be, uh, that would be I can tell you who it's not. Jeez Louise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into the the Facebook messages and uh, the text tool. We've had a uh, fairly active morning so far. Uh, the number to text is four nine four five one. Of course, the Facebook page the Facebook page is always active, but uh, we've had. I believe it was uh, Scott who called in earlier, but but his contributions on the Facebook page were, were good. I mean, simple questions like, oh, yeah. what exactly did we gain mm-hmm. with this last month of stalling or whatever it is you want to call it? We're, what did we gain? We didn't really gain anything. That is probably the biggest question for somebody to answer. Well, if we were holding out, what did we hold out for and exactly? What did we gain? You know, Well put, Scott. And his other question was pretty poignant was simply, you know, how do you justify that blackmouth closure? You know, Area 11. I mean, we're impacting zero coho. And so how do you justify that? Don't even get me going on this crap again, Shangle. I'm going to get all fired well, up. Well, I'm going to get you going because uh, we're still trying to catch up to Jack Mitchell and Joe Q. So we're just going to keep going on this thing and hammer, okay. hammer, hammer. All right, so Clint Chapman, this is on Facebook, says, It's pretty simple for me. I would have uh, been fine closing everything down for the season mm-hmm. if it meant protecting the runs and if everyone – had to comply, but since we were presented with this travesty and the runs aren't actually being protected, and it's just business as usual, I won't buy a license. Mm-hmm. But it goes further than that. Mm-hmm. I also won't buy fuel, gear, bait. It just yeah, this whole thing just I mean it's it's like stumbling down the stairs. Once mm-hmm. you start, you can't stop. I mean it just it just continues. I mean the, I mean the whole the whole thing just plays all the way through. It's not just the license, it's everything that goes with it. There is going to be a monetary hit. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you, you know, you won't see it now. You won't see it in the next couple of weeks. But WDFW and some of the small businesses in the area will feel the cause and effects of this outcome uh, months down the road. And, you know, that's just, that's just a matter of fact. I mean, folks are not going to spend money for areas they can't fish. I, you know, we're talking about it at the break, Shangle. If, if I am... If I am able to purchase my license and fish the areas in close to my area, fisheries I know, mm-hmm. I can afford to do that. But there's yeah. no guarantee I can afford to travel two hours north or south of me, depending, mm-hmm. and you know, front the money for a hotel room for a day or two mm-hmm. um, to make it worth my time making the drive to go attempt this fishery, of which maybe I know very little to nothing about. So now not only do I need to spend three three $350 when it's all yeah. said and done— and then put myself out there and try to learn a lower fishery. success rate, lower dramatically success rate. lower success yeah. rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not you know making excuses for a bunch of people that are choosing not to go fishing. It's reality. It's the way it is. It's absolutely the way it is. So you had you had described uh, a scenario where you would fish out of out of Edmonds. All right, now now you live 
just a little ways south of Edmonds. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily Edmonds is not necessarily your backyard fishery. No, no, you have to come up from you know the Olympia area. Um, it would it would take it, this. That's not a that's not a morning trip. That's not a day trip. Nope. I mean that's a couple days. Yeah. If you're if you're going to fish it effectively mm-hmm. and maximize whatever time you have, yeah, you have to spend a day or two. Not something that you can do in a flame run. You could, I suppose, but why in the hell would you want to do that? Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. I mean, the flame runs, I mean, listen, we've all done plenty of those. I mean, but, uh, I mean, it's supposed to be your local fishery. Correct. You know? I'll do a flame run down to down to Drano because mm-hmm. there's there's no springers up here. Mm-hmm. I'll do a flame run down to Bowie 10 because there's, I mean, the things don't exist here. But those things are supposed to exist here in this in this metropolitan area. So you're supposed to be within an hour, a half hour, 45 minutes of a fishery that you're that you're familiar with mm-hmm. and that, is, that, that, you, that you know you want to fish. But now, I mean, the fishery's there. But you can't you can't fish it. Well, so that that is an option. So we're talking July sixteenth, area nine, area ten opener, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Let's look at the calendar, July sixteenth. What are my options? Well, from where I live, I can do that. I can go up to you know Edmonds, launch out of there, figure on getting a, a hotel room, or mm-hmm. you know Port Townsend, or somewhere up there sure. that puts me geographically in a location. I can launch the boat and go fish, mm-hmm. area nine. And uh, hope to have some success that first week that it opens and try to get some Chinook. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a good plan. July 16th is also a great opportunity to think about heading east and go jump on that Brewster fishery. It is. The sockeye return is going to be pretty good. Oh, hey, if we're talking about sockeye, the Baker Lake sockeye return is pretty ample this year. They're going to have a fishery in River and on Baker Lake. Mm-hmm. And if we uh, if we pay attention to our good buddy Cal Stocking last year, it was pretty phenomenal early on. Sure. I probably want to jump on, on board with that. Oh, by the way... The Astoria fishery above the bridge will more than likely be open again. And for those that took advantage of that last year, I was not one of them. But I got the wild country boat sitting on the trailer at the dock. Mm-hmm. And Astoria is also two hours from the house. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Either way, no matter which one of those I go to, it's not a flame run. It's not a day. No. It's a couple days. A couple days. It's a, it's a hotel room. It's a lot of gas. It's a lot of expense. Maybe I'll just stay home and fish for kokanee on my lake. But, you know, the bottom line is I want sockeye, I'm going to have to drive. I want chinook, I'm going to have to drive. And that's just kind of what our fisheries have become. And I guarantee if we would not have gotten at least the Puget Sound fisheries that we have, and if we wouldn't have opportunity for some of these derbies to to go ahead and follow through with, um, the masses would have to look at the calendar and go, well, I have enough money, I'm going to go down, you know, maybe out of Kalama or maybe out of Woodland mm-hmm. or maybe out of somewhere midway on that Columbia after June, sometime in June when the Columbia opens for the remainder of the year. And I'm going to I'm going to have to go try this pro troll fishery, you know, super bait or, yep. or drag some or, you know, do yep. some wilder fishery or plug, sit on yeah. anchor, whatever it is. I'm going to go try that because I don't have any opportunity in Puget Sound. We're so. uh, we're going to bring Joe Q into this conversation because I mean we we Joe we meant to talk to you about the the Lake Stevens Kokanee Derby and we'll get around to that. Yeah, we you, will. But you're an yeah, industry yeah. guy and and you're also you're also a pretty good representation of somebody who is is willing to explore. That's the one thing that that we always it's always can we always get our Saturday text from Joe Q. Hey, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm headed I'm to uh-huh. I'm headed to River X or I'm headed to so so you're you're willing to spend some time. To go to go fish. Um, what what are your thoughts about what we're dealing with here, both just as as a local angler and as an industry guy? Well, first off, guys, good morning. Hey, good, good morning, morning, buddy. buddy. Uh, you, you know, you know that that is what what our fisheries have become. But you know, it's something that if if being you know, 
our piscatorial pursuits, that's what we do. You know, we follow the fish, right. um, whether it's, you know, half hour, an hour away, or it's two and a half. Or, in fact, we were just talking about uh, Lake Roosevelt, which is four and a half hours away. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Um, that's, what it's, that's what we're turning into. Um, we can't fish in our backyards anymore. You know, I can't fish, you know, Area 13, where officially I grew up fishing. You know, that's going to be closed. That's closed until further notice from yeah. what, I'm, what I was told. Exactly. So, and, and that's tough. That's tough, you know, because it, it, it can be a good fishery. Um, of course, the limited time we have in Area 11, which, you know, I do, I do once I fish CQ, the opener up there, I fish Area 11 quite extensive for, for the derbies. But, you know, sometimes in the late late summer or early September, you know, I can fish out in front of in front of the mouth of the Piala, you know, and, and try to intercept some of the Chinook or Coho going up the river and not have to worry about, you know, um, fishing elbow to elbow. So it's tough. It's going to be tough. And you know, we're planning, planning accordingly, of course, you well, know, to all the places that you guys have mentioned. Yeah. Being in the industry, uh, Joe, with, uh, you know, Kamikatsu, um, have you guys seen, you know, have you seen a hit so far uh, the last couple months as we waited for some of these fisheries to unravel and see what we were actually going to get or not get relative to opportunity? I mean, is uh, are the hooks hanging on the hooks in the stores, or, you know, you still moving uh, decent product as per normal? Well, see, that's that's one one thing. You know, a lot of folks ask me that, and, and that's what's nice about having a consumable. Um, a fishing hook. Sure. Um, here in the Northwest, it's definitely tough, you know, talking to, of course, the buyers and the store owners and stuff like that. The Northwest, it's definitely tough, you know, that those first 30 days, first two weeks, you know, folks are, folks are thinking, ah, maybe, maybe let's hold off. Let's hold off and push our order out and hopefully something happens. Or let's cancel this order and then, you know, maybe we'll do something for the winter. So it's tough. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions for for the buyers that are out there uh, for our product, but uh, industry wide, industry wide, Randy is fit doesn't fish on my rod. <laughs> Sorry guys, we're actually we're out at uh, Dwayne's backyard. Well, I was gonna to say I was gonna say Dwayne Dwayne, does that breeze sound familiar? Yeah, because I can, it sounds it, like it's coming from. Uh, it's a little windy on Summit this morning. It sounds like it is. Uh, yeah, it, is. it, it uh, yeah. can make it. Oh, oh. double. Sorry guys, I don't know if I can grab that one, Randy. You got it? Randy's got it. Hey, now, don't... Uh, Randy's taking fish. Is that, is that legal? I don't know if that's legal. Hey, two things. Don't be taking all the coconut out of my lake. And secondly, <laughs> don't uh, be screaming doubles on the air because then everybody will be yeah. like, oh, man, the coconut fishing's on fire out at Summit. But, hey, uh, i tell you yeah. what, though. There's, there's, I think, 10 boats out here now. Oh, yeah? It gets pretty yeah. busy on the weekends for sure. And the Memorial Day weekend, yeah. it should be pretty busy as well. How's... Yeah. how's let's. Uh, yeah. Well, might as well let's uh, quit talking doom and gloom here, Shang. Yeah, let's yeah, talk let's about, talk about that. fishing. Sure thing. We're gonna we're gonna recap Lake Stevens, but how's uh, how's Summit treating you this morning, Joe? Actually, you know, of course, we got here fairly early, so it's kind of slow. Yeah. Um, the wind is we're working working the wind and everything like that, so we're traveling against the wind. Right. But uh, it's been decent. We got we got you know a handful of fish in here right now. Sure. You know, between the two of us, so it's actually actually good. The pipes starting to turn on. Okay. Starting mm-hmm. to turn on. Yeah, but healthy fish, healthy fish. Dwayne, I'm pretty impressed. Hey, you know? yeah, they're uh, they're actually getting pretty decent size this year. I've gotten my last couple times out; they've been about thirteen, thirteen and a half. So, and they're starting to get a little, yeah. you know, roundness to them. So they're nice fish. 
Yeah, I got a hog beast in the live world down there. Oh, nice. Hog that, beast. That big. Hog beast. <laughs> yeah, they're hog nice. Beast. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe, what is your what is your assessment of the, the 2016 coconut season as a whole? Because you, you are, you are as we pointed out, you're willing to fish different fisheries. I mean, obviously, American Lake is sort of a home uh, destination for you. Obviously, you're on Summit. You fish Lake Stevens. I mean, how would you, how would you define your season so far? Um, yeah, actually, decent. Decent. Um, it, it's not exceptional but it's decent you know mm-hmm. but that's that's what that's what you go you go into it. get expectations that you have is you have a decent year you know and so far it's been like that um fishing you know if you want to touch on lake stevens you know it, it was incredible the the three weekends that i fished it prior to the derby was incredible you know and it was super super fun you know so but come derby day it was weather like this yeah so it was it was tough and it was you know being an average Cookie fisherman, it was. I think Dwayne and I touched on that. The way in it's, it was a humbling experience, you know, having having decent experience catching kokanee, you know, at different lakes and and there, um, having to go there, it is it was tough. It was definitely a tough tough go, but you know, managed to persevere and, and catch another, you know, decent fish up there at Stevens and and take home the take home the. The money. Yeah, it turned out uh, yeah. the day the day turned out pretty good on your boat, Joe. I, I don't want to yeah. I don't want to hear any complaint. You did pretty good. Well, his wife <laughs> yeah, did good. Wife, Kim, yeah. Kimmy, 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 Kimmy yeah. And you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, Lake Stevens, you only need to land one. As long as it's that one yeah. that Kim got, you're good to go. Now, like you had mentioned, you'd been fishing that for you know several weekends prior to, or a handful of weekends prior to, and yeah. uh, posted some pictures of some nice fat kokanee, good oh, limits, man. you know, limits of ten fish, and the day of the derby. Uh, boy, I was leaving there with my tail between my legs thinking, boy, I just got yeah. whooped on by Stevens. And you'd mentioned it, Joe. It's like you, you move around, you fish different fisheries, and you feel pretty confident when it comes to kokanee that you're going to be, if there's fish around, you're going to figure them out and you're going to get them. And that was yeah. the first time I truly in the last four or five years have encountered where I'm marking fish and just could not get them things to bite, figure out on a consistent basis what they wanted, yeah. figure out you know, I'm going, gosh, everything I know that's worked in the past, uh, I just can't figure this out. And to be honest, I looked at uh, I looked at Richard uh, Denham, who was fishing with us that day, and said, you know, if this truly was my very first experience ever fishing kokanee, I would leave here going, boy, them buggers are really tough to catch. Now I understand <laughs> yeah. why everybody says yeah. they're so finicky. <laughs> I get it. But you and I both know that's not our first experience in catching kokanee, but that was an experience on that day that kind of left me going, geez, I, I guess I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stevens has its own entity, too, you it know. Um, Gear-wise, leader length-wise, you know, it's totally different from American. It's totally different here at Summit. Yeah. You know, and it's totally different, you know, at Alder and places like that. It's it's definitely, a, it can be, it's an awesome fishery. You know, the folks that live within the locale, mm-hmm. um, they have it dialed. And, you know, some of those, some of those folks up there, I mean, I think uh, there was one one boat that was off the water by eight thirty nine o'clock with, what, 40 fish. I'm yeah. going, uh-huh. <laughs> what, what, what are they doing different from what I'm doing? You right, know? And, right. And because we're fishing in the same area, fishing in the same lake, for crying out loud. But, you know, that's, that's you know, the local, the local knowledge that you have. Exactly. You know, I'm, sure, mm-hmm. I'm sure once you get dialed in, that's what you, you stay with. And then, you know, of course, just the sheer numbers of having, you know, five people in the boat versus two. <laughs> yeah. Three. Yep. Again, two percentages go up. So. Exactly. I mean, there's all of that in the, your local fishery. You know, I fish on my home lake, obviously, and got it pretty well figured out. Know where the fish should be on most cases, and 
what they want. And I can go out there and bang out a pretty quick limit where guys will come up and talk to me because they recognize the boat, and I'll ask them how they're doing. They're like, yeah. well, I got one and, you know, a couple trout, or I got none. All I'm catching is trout. And I'm thinking, gosh, man, it, it really seems to me they're really easy to catch out there at Summit. But, again, it's, you know, local fishery, local knowledge, opportunity to be on the water uh, yeah. consistently, and you get it figured out. Those guys up there who found success find success pretty much every time they go out. And, as you know, Saturday was miserable. Rain, fortunately, it wasn't really windy uh, yeah. to go along yeah. with that storm that blew in, but that barometer dropped right off. I, you know, in my mind, those fish were were off the bite unless— you completely have a dialed know exactly what those buggers want. And, yeah. uh, and, and yeah. you know, yeah. that was a small group of folks that really yeah. have her dialed in, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very small group. And, and you know, and that's and that's what's, you know, uh, helped them quite a bit, you know. And then that's and that's super. I'm, I'm glad folks, that a lot of folks um, that were out there fishing, I, I, I think you mentioned to me that I think maybe 100 tickets were sold of that deal. And that's, and that's awesome. I mm-hmm. kind of figured that, you know, like you said, with unfortunately other fisheries that were closed, there were going to be a lot of folks participating in it, and that's and that's what we good, good to see. You know, folks that are fishermen, they have fishermen, yeah, will basically adapt to adapt to what, well, basically what we're given. And it's unfortunate, you know, where you can't go, like you said, out to your backyard, you know, um, area eight, area ten, area nine, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and catch, go out and catch, you know, if you wanted a blackmail, you know, or or you know during coho season go on catch a coho that's 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 still you know has a viable viable size a good size run um that we can fish on so it's it's going to be it's going to be you know interesting year interesting the, year here in the pacific Northwest. the uh, the foresight that it's seven years that that derby's been going on seven mm-hmm. years it's seven hard, years, it's hard to believe that yeah, that I thing fish. started seven years ago yeah. i mean the foresight with uh, you know with with guys like you know mark spada and uh-huh. you know, dick figgins and yep. and greg yeah. to, to, to actually bring together people to fish for for kokanee of all things i mean right. i mean honestly yeah. they were seven it, it blows yeah, my mind way back, seven yeah way back ago. then seven years ago unbelievable i fished every one have you really? Well, yeah. and uh, there was um, yeah. there was well over two hundred tickets sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There was well over a hundred something boats on the water. And I talked Can't to Sean. Oh, I talked to John it's Thomas. Three, three Rot- so yeah, it is. I talked to John yeah. Thomas, Rotten Chum Guide Service, uh, kind of during and then after the Derby. And he looked at me and said, "You know, the amount of boats out here today is pretty much it the way off. it has been." <laughs> On most weekends, and even some of the weekdays and the evenings and whatnot, the amount of boats on Stevens, but more so the weekends, Shango. We're talking, you take Lake Stevens, Saturday or Sunday morning, you have 100-plus boats out there fishing for kokanee. Now, if you said we were at, yeah, if you said we were in Brewster fishing sockeye or you're out there in an area in Puget Sound, you see 100, 200 boats, sure. We're talking kokanee Mm -hmm. on a lake Mm -hmm. surrounded by a lot of people, and there's well over 100 boats out there on a Saturday or Sunday morning fishing kokanee. That's yeah. where we're heading. If you have, if you have a boat with downriggers, exactly. That's an electronics. What you're gonna do? Yeah, well, that's it. It's either that or just leave it. Just you know, leave it on payment. I'm gonna go People buy my uh, forty nine fifty dollar rod. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. uh, some smaller Dodgers and some yep. you know pre made hoochie rig ups, and I'm gonna go give this thing a go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And nice. a I lot. Look at that. Hey, look at that, huh? Where's that <laughs> bell, Shangle? I don't know. Yeah. I know. What the heck? The bell's <laughs> broken. Right. I know. That's ding, right. The bell will not be ding, ringing ding, the whole time we're yeah. on the phone, so we don't need, we don't need that. Hey, well, it sounds like even in the wind this morning, buddy, that uh, that uh, summit is actually producing for you pretty good. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what's actually kind of nice. You know, like you said, you gotta you gotta take opportunity 
that were given. You know, what like uh, what color are you getting them to snap at? What scent and uh, how deep are you finding them this morning? We got to get a little <laughs> bit of insight here for uh, Kokanee Nation. Yeah, yeah let's, let's jump in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm actually green, green, green peas, green peas with a of course a Colorado blade. And I think Randy is using what do you call that? Sunrise, the Chula Sunrise look of thing. Chula Sunrise with, uh, of course, you know, six night, six night daughter. Okay. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Is there any reason why he became modulated the second he started to talk about colors? Same thing happened with Floyd. It's just as soon funny. as they start talking exact specifics, the get the granular, and we all of a sudden we have phone connectivity. Yeah, issues. exactly. Joe, we've got to oh, jump. Yeah. We've got to jump out for a break. But man, it's it's been good to visit with you. Thank you very much for your kind of your perspective on this whole thing. Like I said, I mean, you kind of represent a little bit of both sides of it. But uh, oh, but good luck this yeah. morning, my friend. Catch you later. Thanks, guys. Have a great time. Great show. All right, buddy. Don't take them all. Kokanee Nation, presented by Yakima Bait Company and Max Lure Company. Go to uh, maxlure.com and uh, yakimabait.com for information about the uh, kokanee-friendly gear offered by our friends mm-hmm. uh, over in Wenatchee and uh, down in Granger. Check out that cha-cha squitter. Yes, sir. I'm Indeed. Pre-tied, easy to fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get a quick uh, southern Idaho report from uh, Brandon Polinick. Of course, the phones are going to remain open, 800 829 0950. The uh, the text tool is open 49451. We have one more prize pack to give away as well. So we'll finish up strong here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, so I'm going to wait for a couple of seconds for the, the television, the simulcast to catch up to us on radio here. Because I have. Uh, we have a photo to show of uh, oh yes, our next guest, Brandon Polinick, and a buddy of his with uh, four fish from their local fishery there. A local as in close to his home. Local as in close to his home in southern Idaho, mm-hmm. which, is, which is significant because, Mr. Polinick, I believe that this is the first time that you have actually breathed west coast air since what like october november how long how long had it been since you had been home i haven't been home since january oh january oh, we, gotta we gotta get something straight here oh gosh uh, here we go you just said i was from southern idaho oh boy oh my gosh sorry come on i'm a lot closer sorry to you than sorry that, that mm-hmm. makes sense sorry mm-hmm. about that <laughs> oh my gosh what's go so what's going on what's the what's the story with those fish i mean so so we we've got you know a photo that I saw on your Facebook page of uh, of yep. four really really nice fish. What's the story behind those fish? 
Um, well, you know, I, I decided to drive home from Texas, and I have to drive straight back to Texas next week. <laughs> uh, but, you know, came home, a uh, buddy of mine wanted to go fishing, and I was sick of organizing tackle. So said, yeah, we'll go hop in the boat. And, uh, you know, it was awesome to be able to come home and fish this time of year because I don't really get to as much anymore and it was nice to be able to say hey let's go check this spot I'm like man I should be able to catch a five pounder right here and make a cast and catch a five or five and a half pounder <laughs> um you know it was just it was nice to I guess be able to have that relaxing of a day and I guess the older I get the more I appreciate the northwest you how, know it's how awesome it is. Yeah, it's it's super cool. I mean, so um, I don't have the photo in front of me right this this very second. It'll be up on on TV shortly. But it's dude, the quality the quality of the fish there that go. exists. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so now the TV audience. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Yeah, the quality of the fish that swim in in this part of the country is it's easy to it's easy to take it for granted uh, unless you're you're away from home and then you come back here. And you get a chance to do this because, for, you know, what you do for a living, you know, you go to great fisheries all around the country. There's no doubt about that. But, man, I'm telling you, some of the very best is within 45 minutes of where you live in northern Idaho. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. And it, I didn't understand it as much when I was younger, um, before I had traveled a bunch. And now that I've fished in literally every single state except for Maine, and Alaska. Those are the only two states I have not fished for bass. Um, and I realized how not only like the quality and the, the size of the fish that we have, but how healthy they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we go to a lot of places and the fish are beat up and they got sores, you know, all over their bodies and stuff. Um, and our fish are clean like not a hook mark in them and they're just they're healthy they got you know good feed um i mean it was i understand it a lot more now that i've traveled around and gotten a little older um and i'm i guess i'm a little bit more cautious of protecting what we have here now Absolutely. So, how is how has the fishery, if it has, how has it changed as far as as attention to that part of the country? Because I mean, you know, you grow up somewhere and you become accustomed to the resource being a certain way, and then you leave it, uh, and and you know, return when you can. But have you seen? Are there are there more people fishing for bass now in in northern Idaho than there were you know five, six, seven, ten years ago? Or what's what's the kind of the population perspective on that? Yeah, hands down, there's there's probably double of what, you know, the amount of guys that used to fish around here, Um, which still doesn't even put a dent in places like Gunnersville or Toledo Bend where there's two, three hundred boats on the water every day. Um, You know, and so I I like that it's not that busy, Um, but it's definitely doubled. You know, I used to be able to drive down the street when I was home, and if I saw a bass boat, I knew exactly who it was. Now I usually have no idea. Huh. who it was that just drove by and that's a good thing you know i mean i'll go to this, some of the club meetings and tournaments and stuff and see guys that i've never met before you know in their fishing tournaments and 
Um, it, it's really cool to be able to see all that stuff. Um, you know, just kind of see the whole sport grow. Let's uh, let's run through Brandon Polinick's gearbox must-have, can't leave home without it gearbox for uh, the late spring, early summer in northern Idaho. Let's. I mean, you can get as general or as specific as you want to, but if you're going to go fish, you know, anywhere in say the Coeur d'Alene system or just just any of those lakes that that you kind of tend to like, what are a handful of things that you absolutely cannot do without or would not do without? Um. The first one would probably be a Storm Arashi Square 3 um, to fish a lot of, you know, laydowns, riprap banks, you know, rocky banks where those fish are still shallow, um, either pre-spawn fish, because right now you have a big mix of pre-spawn, spawning, and post-spawn fish, depending at where you fish within the lake. That's what makes our lake so unique is we get all that snow melt um, and the fish will spawn throughout the year a lot longer than they will in most lakes just because of that cooler water pushing through areas. Um, the next one would probably be uh, Berkeley Havoc Pit Boss uh, Texas rig with like a, either a quarter or a three-eighths ounce um, Eco Pro Tungsten flipping weight. And you know, I'm going to fish that around, if there's grass, fishing it around grass, skipping it under docks, um, you know, really around any of the tighter cover, especially if it gets sunny. If when the sun comes up, the fish around here, they like to get underneath something. They like to get it against the cover. Um, you know, and then I'll probably have like a, I would say one of the Rapala shadow wraps probably in the deep version to chase some smallmouth, um, something like that. And probably a, a drop shot and catch a lot of fish on a drop shot. Um, and I'm probably going to rig that up with a Berkeley Havoc moneymaker, rig it wacky style and, um, either fishing on the beds, fishing for smallmouth, pitch it up. And a lot of times I'll just throw it up next to a dock and I'll just let it sit there. I'll shake it, and I'll shake it, and I'll shake it, and slowly you'll just see that fish inch its way out and get curious. And, uh, you know, curiosity killed the cat, and they end up eating it before they just can't handle it. Did you, uh, hey, Brandon, did you have any other boats on the water that day that you and your buddy went out and got those uh, nice smallies and that largemouth? I saw one other bass. One other bass. That was it. I find it interesting with uh, the fact that you fished every state other than, um, well, two. What did you say? Maine and Alaska? I think. Yeah. Um, the the condition of the fish. I mean, obviously, it tells you and shows you, um, you know, you're pulling in fish that have ripped lips and, you know, old battle wounds and scars and, and probably some growths on them from being handled by human hands and, and those types of things that we see in some of our other fisheries. But up here, those fish are basically pristine, almost undisturbed. You know, growing nice size, plenty of feed availability, and just, I mean, if the secret got out, my God, if we saw bass, you know, BASS or FLW tours starting to happen up here, I'd start getting concerned because yeah. they're going to start disrupting our sanctuary, man. <laughs> we don't want they, that. Uh, huh? b- believe it or not, they've asked. And, oh, boy. Uh, I <laughs> politely turn it down. What do you, yeah, yeah what do you do there, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. I just, uh, like you said, it's it's so special up here. Nobody really understands it except for the people that have been here or 
live here mm-hmm. or, you know, and, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the quality of our lakes as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, I don't know if it's the lack of people. If we just don't have as many people on our bodies of water or if it's just the, the fact that we have, you know, all the clean snow melt and glacier water and, um, you know, really healthy aquifers that keep our water clean. Um, you know, just a lot of the lakes down there is just a lot more garbage and trash and fishing line and all that mm-hmm. stuff in the water. And I've became a lot more cautious about, you know, making sure I don't throw fishing line or throw plastic baits or things in the water, making sure I don't leave that stuff um, to keep the fisheries as clean as they are, keep the fish as nice and healthy. Because um, the crazy thing is our fish are actually twice as old as most of the rest of the fish in the country as well. Hmm. Most people don't know that, but there's there's two strains of largemouth. There's Florida strain and there's northern strain largemouth. And the Florida strain will grow twice as fast, but they only live half as long. Mm-hmm. So an eight-pounder down south may be you know, eight to ten years old, where an eight-pound largemouth up here is almost as old as me. Yeah, coming and up on a 20-year-old 20 fish. to huh. 25 years old. Yeah. This is incredible. So I always try to urge people to catch a giant one up here to let it go. Please. Because it takes a long time to replenish that fish. Oh, man. Go to www.crossedindustries.com if you are a fisherman who needs to put some put some custom stuff on your truck. Uh, Polinix kind of involved in this new, uh, this oh, new yeah. venture, crossedindustries.com. Mm-hmm. Brandon, uh, I'll see you in about uh, in a week and a half or so back down in, back down in Texas again as <laughs> yeah. we begin, our, begin our, our crazy trail again. Hook up the boat uh, and go. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very often that we're actually both in the Northwest at the same time. Very rare. Uh-huh. Very rare. We spend a lot of time in the same, in the same uh, uh, you know, zip code and area code, but it's very, very infrequent that it's up in this upper left-hand part of the country. But it's uh, good talking to you, buddy. Yeah. We'll see you again soon. All right. See you guys. All right, man. Take, take, take care. Crossindustries.com. That's the place to go. Let's uh, bail out for a quick break. We have uh, the second giveaway. Yeah. We'll make it a little more difficult. We'll make it caller number six this time. Ooh, caller number hey. six. Got those phone numbers handy? Shank? I don't yeah, know if eight. I can handle that. Uh, can you get? Can you, you manage that? You be all right with that? Uh, I'll make it happen. Give it a shot. 800-829-0950-206-286-9595. The Yakima Bait company prize pack awaits caller number six phones mm-hmm. will be open for the finish of the show same numbers 800-829-0950 give us a call chime in we've got some texts to read we've got some facebook messages to read finishing up right here on sports radio 950 kjr and comcast sports Net northwest northwest wild country on seattle sports radio 950 kjr So the, the the thread that we started on the Facebook page, on the Wild Country Facebook page, has uh, has started to gain some more momentum. Oh man! And um, we're not gonna we're not necessarily gonna read uh, all of these today. Uh, Dwayne, as you pointed out, we're gonna we're trying to save some of these mm-hmm. because our our intention, and it's been our intention for like a couple of months now to get this done, is to get is to get Director Unsworth here in the studio. Yeah, uh, somebody from the DFW staff mm-hmm. to come sit in and. And have a discussion about this stuff. Sure. I mean, this is um, obviously sort of a kind of historical uh, set of circumstances. 
uh, and it, it's, it seems to me as though it behooves the, the department to, to just kind of sit down and, and chat with, with us, with everybody, us meaning everybody, not just you and I, but, but everybody, everybody who has an interest in sport fishing. Yeah, and, you know, the phone lines will be open and the mm-hmm. text line will be open, and I'm sure it will be blowing up on, on both accounts. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is, uh, as I mentioned, Shingle the break, the, the statements put on here by folks and the frustration and their interpretation of what's going on uh, this is this is the people that WDFW needs to hear from. If their skew on this whole thing is completely wrong, if they're missing, mm-hmm. you know, the boat completely here, yeah. if they're if they're like totally out in left field, then this is the opportunity for WDFW yeah. to say no. Tell, hey, tell guys, us why. Tell this, us why. Yeah, this is what's truly going on, and here's what you're not seeing. But I don't see a whole lot of that. I think a lot of the statements that are put on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this thread will continue to run. And, and for those that are, are tuning in, listening, get on here and read what your, uh, you know, fellow anglers are voicing and the frustrations that are coming out. Yeah. And join in on the conversation. Put your statements on here. If you don't want to call us on the phone, fine, we get that. Um, but uh, here's your opportunity to kind of chime in and give your perspective on how you interpret the way we ended up with this package deal that we're going to now be, uh, you know, held with through the summer and fall. One thing that uh, we have found is that it's extremely difficult to have this conversation without sounding like we're bashing the tribes. Correct. That, that it's, it's extremely difficult to go through this entire thing from A to Z without at some point sounding as though you're, you're anti-tribe. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's almost impossible to get through the conversation because you look at, um, you look at, I would say probably 70% of the messages we've gotten on the text tool and on Facebook, mm-hmm. deal deal with tribal gillnet fishing, and it's it's really really hard to have the conversation and and not sound as though you're throwing rocks at somebody. Well, I you know how else do you explain it, discuss it, um, bring it out? Because yep. when you're looking at this from a management and a conservation standpoint mm-hmm. and a recreational angler, yep. you look at it. And go, well, okay, we don't get to fish Mm-mm. because of conservation concerns. Mm-hmm. But yet, they're putting gill nets in. Yep. And their proposal that hit the table was their intention of taking 80%. Mm-hmm. So, why and how can you not be pissed off? Yeah. And and then to follow it up with, oh, by the way, we want this river closed. We want this river closed. The audacity to say, you know, yeah, we're okay with the lower river of the Puyallup being closed for the last several years during our four days per week that mm-hmm. we're fishing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... The recreational community surrounding that entire Puyallup area got familiar with that mm-hmm. and became accustomed to that. Sure. And it became no more longer a bitch session on social media. Guys were just like, hey, that's the way it is. Yep. You know, the Squallies close the river on their days of their commercial harvest, mm-hmm. and Puyallup's doing the same. Okay, we get it. Now they come to the table and say, we're going to close the entire river, and we want the Carbon River closed. It's like, where do you even begin with the fact that the Voice Creek hatchery yeah. is a state-run you know, hatchery, yes. putting fish in the river, yes. and the wild fish— that return mm-hmm. to those upper, uh, the upper watershed in the Puyallup Basin. The recreational community, based on the Bolt decision, is entitled to 50% of mm-hmm. the wild fish. Right. So how do you come to the table with an expectation to say, we want you to close down everything? And, oh, by the way, we're going to go ahead and have our nets in the lower river during these months, and we're going to conduct our fishery. And yet, they were successful in completely closing the Puyallup, and, oh, hey, don't worry, folks, you get 15 days or two weeks on the Carbon River, to go ahead and take to Hatchery Chinook. It just, it just, I'm just baffled. Part of, part of the reason why I'd like to have uh, Director Unsworth here and, and members of the staff here is because I would really like to 
to sort of understand what it's like on their to side. be to be in their yeah, shoes yeah. to be in their shoes. I really I really would like to kind of be able to 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 understand what it what mm-hmm. it means to be uh you know a state manager yeah. in this particular environment as it, as it stands in 2016 because I mean I think it's I think it's not it, obviously not an easy place to be. And again, I mean, we, we've 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 gotten a bunch of messages here. Oh, the DFW doesn't doesn't give a crap. Well, that's not the case at all. I, I think no, they, they do. The they case. do care a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's really one of the things that I'm I'm the most curious about is exactly you know your perception when you're Jim Unsworth. Yeah. What exactly are you looking at, and how are you how are you looking at it? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't envy that man at all. I really don't. No, nor a uh, majority of his folks on his staff. Mm-hmm. Ron Warren, his position with negotiations with the tribes day in and day out. I mean, it's very very stressful and. Uh, any and all of them are up against it, and you know, at the end of it, they're trying to do the very best they can to give us apple opportunity, ample opportunity, get us time on the water to pursue our fisheries. I mean, that's their goal. And when it seems like they haven't done their job, well, we need to take a look at it and thank them for what they have done. Indeed, keep the discussion going on the Facebook page. Go check in on the thread. It's very easy to see. It's it's titled "Sound Off" on Puget Sound Salmon Fisheries. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you. Same time, same place right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sports Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.